You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, buns, buns. Aloha, I'm Fernando. And I'm Jamie. And this is the Opposite Taste Podcast. Two Gen Xers who can't be more different, sample odd snacks and discuss or argue about pop culture and listen to news really loudly in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Just before we start recording, like, wow, like usually the TV is always on and there's always a little bit of noise in our episodes, but today is exceptional with that TV. Yeah. But, you know, contra blessings uh, because it could be a vacuum. And uh, right, and who says there won't be a vacuum in this episode? Could be, or <laughs> you never know. That's what knows? you get with the Opposite Taste podcast. You never know. <laughs> uh, of course, we've got our snack review coming up at the end of our episode. But first, germs. Mm-mm, germs. Yuck. Um, let's uh, let's thank our sponsors though before we get into this. Here, you have a sponsor, Jamie. I do. Humidity. <laughs> you hate it in Hawaii. You miss it in Vegas. Ah, good tagline. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Um, also, our sponsor is The Handkerchief. Robbing a bank in the Old West, be sure to bring a handkerchief. <laughs> okay. Which is, by the way, a really hard thing to say. Handkerchief. Handkerchief. Yeah, so you just kind of don't say the, the, D. the N. No, I'm I sorry, yeah, say, the D. Yeah. Hang, hang, Hanker, handkerchief, yeah, like you're hankering for a chief. Handkerchief. Handkerchief. Such an old ass word. You could just say hanky. Hanky, yeah, but a, a kerchief or a kerchief? A kerchief. That's so, such an old oh. ass word, like Davenport. But a kerchief was more what old, uh, not old ladies, but ladies in the old times put on their hair. Oh, yeah. Kind of like a scarf in yeah, a way. Yeah, right, right. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think my dad still carries a handkerchief. My grandfather always did. In fact, I still have one of his old ones um, that I currently use. And I started using them. I, I've always had the handkerchiefs, mm-hmm. but I never use them like on a regular basis. But now, right. um, probably because it's, uh, it, it's, it's so damn hot, you know, because uh-huh. it was so cold when I was growing up here. No, just kidding. But <laughs> no, but um, I think, you know, because of the nature of uh, my other job, you know, when I'm when I'm uh, emceeing and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it's just good to have a handkerchief to To wipe. mop up whatever. Yeah. Whatever bodily yeah. fluid you might have. Yeah. yeah. But then also, you know, a lot of people are saying with the spread of germs, you know, that you want to have a handkerchief. Like that. That's a more, uh, well, we'll get into myths and all of that. But they say, you know, it's, it's, it's cleaner for you to just have a handkerchief rather than using the paper towels. And it's it's more green anyway, right? It's more green. Yes. It's definitely more green for right. sure. Um, it's more sophisticated too, I'd say. Yeah. It makes you feel more mature, doesn't it? Yeah, you it know? does. It makes me feel I'm better than everyone else, which is <laughs> what I'm striving for all the time. Don't we all? Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> germs. Um, there's a lot of actually different types of uh, terminology, or germs is used for a bunch of different things. But when we refer to germs in this episode. Uh, we're talking about the the biology of it. So, um, a pathogen, right, is also another name for for a germ. It's the oldest and broadest sense 
uh, anything that can produce disease. So the term uh, germ came into the use back in the 1880s. Typically the term is used to describe an infectious agent such as a virus, bacterium, protozoa, a prion, a prion, a fungus, or other microorganism. The scientific study of pathogens or germs is called pathology. So there you go, germs. Thank you so yeah. much. That's kind of a, a short background compared to my other ones. But. Oh, uh, so I have a random question for you and maybe we'll do this every so often and we'll just call them random questions. Okay, and random questions. we'll just question. ask each other random right. questions and okay. just don't go nuts, you know? All right. Um, okay, so yesterday you, um, for some reason you felt compelled to share that you were gonna go to the store after work because you needed some deodorant. Yes, I was low on wine and deodorant. Oh, right. Wine, and I, I forgot yeah. the wine part. And I told you I wasn't sure which one was more important. Um, yeah, I, I've, I certainly have had my own opinions on, on that. <laughs> I was trying to do a twofer, you know, like, like these are both things that I needed. I'm going to take care of them and crack one visit to a store. Right. Yeah. Which you could, right? Which I did. You could, yeah, yeah. okay. Which, which store? I went to, it, it rhymes with Mayfoy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Or, or safe day. Yeah, yeah, not a, not as fun. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, so my question is. Yeah. Do you just go get the um, the deodorant on sale, or do you, are you loyal to a certain brand? That's a good question because you know me, and usually I'm a low baller guy. You know, yeah. I, I go for whatever's super cheap. Right. So when it comes to the wine, you know, in that instance, I'll just go with whatever's super cheap, cheap in most quantity for my dollar, mm -hmm. right? So, but, 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 when it comes to deodorant, um, I do pony up for a specific brand just because I know it'll work. Because there's a chemical thing with deodorants in, in your own body, you know, sometimes oh, yeah. it clashes. Mm -hmm. The chemistry of it all. Yeah. 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 So, um, Right Guard actually makes me smell more, which is really weird. I don't understand how that is. Um, you know, Brute, that's like every boy's like first first uh, deodorant in, I don't know in the seven in the 80s and 90s I think you know it was like uh, huh. intro to man <laughs> intro to manhood type of deodorant but it's super cheesy you know and uh, you don't want to be like too old spicy right oh, like nobody old wants to be too old spicy yeah. so I always uh, so yeah I like degree mm -hmm. um, it has uh, I don't know I guess uh, my wife says it's too overpowering sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah, but... Uh, but you, isn't that like an unscented um, type? Yeah, but no, I need the scent. I need... Uh, I'm a big fan of like their Arctic Blast type of stuff, you know? And or you just, don't care what your, your wife thinks anyway, so... Correct. Correct. <laughs> and I... Or at least for that. I'm Portuguese, so I'm very reliant on smell. So uh. that's why my, my favorite soap bar soap that I use in uh -huh. the shower is Irish Spring because I, I like that that strong smell I believe that it's that smell telling me that I'm clean ah. and that I'm killing germs and so a big MO for you is not to get anything unscented yeah I don't unscented means doesn't work mm. unscented means not as powerful that's what I'm mm. that's what I equate that to mm. women think a little differently but in more ways than one, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Does that answer your question? No, tell me your story. Oh, but 
<laughs> about degree? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, the way I came onto degree was um, I, I used to share a bathroom with my uncle. And so um, I would just, for the most part, just use whatever deodorant. Not Well, yes, we would share deodorant, but not in the sense where it's like we're sharing a roll on. You because know? it was a spray. It was a spray. Back then. Again, this is the 80s, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Before we knew about climate change and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, back when we just killed polar bears and stuff, yeah, like uh -huh. just for fun. <laughs> Um, and uh, yeah, so I was I would just use whatever's in the in the bathroom, and again, right guard. I had a weird reaction to it, um, and then one day, degree was in there, and I've been hooked ever since. <laughs> but since then, I've moved on from the spray. I, I'm not sure if they even make it in spray form anyway, but I just do the the gel cool roll on. Mm -hmm. I like the gel; it feels good. Mm. Yeah, because the white stuff, it leaves a residue no matter what. You Talking know, about like, the stick? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they'll say it doesn't, and maybe it doesn't leave a thing on your clothes, but it'll just like, just turn into dust and just fall out of your arm sleeves. In any event, you can de detect it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's evidence. So why not use something that feels good when you put it on? Of course. And that's what gel feels like. Of course. Yeah. You remember the... Um, a while back, there was sort of a trend when everyone was trying to be like all naturalistic, and um, I think it was called the Crystal Rock or something. Yeah, it was hippies. Yeah, and so what do you do? You, like, how'd you use it? It was a, it was basically a, it looked like a big crystal. Yeah, like a quartz crystal type of thing. And did you like wet it and then? Wait, did you wet it? I don't know if you wet it. But how would you put it on anyway? It I know because dry, right? Because you're thinking a crystal's pretty hard, right? So you have to rub pretty hard for it to erode against your skin. Yeah. And even that, I'm assuming, is leaving a residue, right? So you would have that. It did. That chalky. Yeah. Have you tried it? No. I did. Yes. Oh. My mom. And you don't remember if you wet it or not? No. Jeez. That little tidbit eludes me. <laughs> yeah. My my mom was. I don't know why it it captured her imagination. So. She bought it and um, she didn't really push it on me. I, I tried it, but I remember her pushing it on my brother for some reason. <laughs> Maybe uh, because he needed it. You know, men need tend to need deodorant more than women. True. So, um, but yeah, it did, totally didn't work. Yeah, no. I mean, it was a bad trend. Yeah. If we ever do a podcast on trends that didn't work, that Ooh, would be. Ooh, that's a good one. That'd be good. Ooh, let's write that down for uh, for a future one. With trends or yeah, trends that didn't work. Yeah, fads, trends, fads. all of that. Yeah, it's a future episode yeah. for sure. And um, you know, I'm glad that I was able to, to do my wine and my deodorant run all in the same store. Mm -hmm. But really, I'm a big fan of Dollar Shave Club. Right. And at first, it just started with razors, mm -hmm. and then okay, now razors and the the shaving, not not the shaving cream, but the equivalent to that. They call it shave butter. Yeah. Which you put on your face. So I started buying that. Mm -hmm. Then um, I wanted to start taking better care of my face. Mm -hmm. So I got a facial scrub. So the actual sponge and the cleansing like wash. Yeah. Kind of thing. And then I got like the the shampoo and conditioner. Wow. Yeah, like I'm slowly expanding. They even, I haven't done. And these are all reasonably priced. Yeah. Okay. And they send, and they check up on you. They say, hey, um, how's your levels on this? Like, do you need, do you need oh. more? And we'll put it in your next box. Yeah. Because every month is a box, right? I that see. comes in. I see. So, um, they already have like a 
a toothbrush, a toothpaste that I haven't gotten around to yet. Mm-hmm. And I say yet because I probably will. But I think, I think the missing ingredient so far is deodorant. Mm. And if it's a deodorant that I can get on board with, I will actually make the change. It's been, I don't know, um, 30 years, a little under 30 years of me using deodorant. I forget when I went to, through puberty, but mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I would make that change. Mm. I think I saw, um, it was probably on Facebook or something, there was a, uh, a commercial for, it was, some, it's for, it was for women, so it was like, you know, when you shave your legs. So I don't know if it was some kind of lotion you put on your legs and you shave it and it's all smooth yeah and i was like wow i was interested and then and then the the ending dollar shave club i'm like wow oh yeah yeah, yeah. interesting yeah because I, I, I just use soap you know? I, I do know um a few females that use dollar mm. shave club mm-hmm. it's not just for men and yeah I, in general i'm just I, I want to move to a point where I can have everything just mailed to me and not go to a store because <laughs> I hate people. And oh, no. I don't want to deal with no. the line and all of that. Mm. If I could get wine mailed to me, uh, box wine. Oh, yeah, you cannot, yeah? No. Yeah. But I don't know. Isn't there wine clubs? There is, but because we're in Hawaii. Oh, you can't, yeah? I don't think so. Damn it. I don't think so. See, yeah. well, then maybe someone in Hawaii makes one, and then you can send it domestically. Or just deliver just, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Let's write that down. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you. See, we got some uh, honesty, some personal stories, and Potential some topics. heartwarming family... Um, Memories, gems. Memories. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> well, back to germs. Um, thanks for your question, by the way. Yeah. Um, other notable ge- germs. Uh, <laughs> there's the cereal germ, which is the reproductive part of the cereal grain. That's a germ that we're not going to talk about. Another germ that we're not going to talk about is a tooth germ. That's an aggregation of cells that eventually forms a tooth. <laughs> Crazy, huh? Mm. Uh, we're also not going to talk about the band called The Germs, an American punk rock band from L.A., okay. active from 1976 to 1980. Do you know any of, anyone in The Germs? No. Uh, um, how about Pat Smear? Do you know Pat Smear? No. The guitarist in that band? Should I? He's in this other popular band, perhaps you've heard of it, The Foo Fighters. Okay. And before that, Nirvana. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. He was like, uh, in Nirvana, he wasn't the... In that core group, because usually, typically, Nirvana, you think three guys, but in the unplugged version, okay. then there's more musicians in there, and that's when right. he started. Yeah, he's in that one. It's never just the three bot guys or the four Tell, guys. Fill out the sound. Yeah, yeah. you got the little... Yeah. yeah. Got it. Got it. All right, so those are germs that we're not going to talk about. Again, we're talking about germs as far as the pathogen. So I think a great way to kick this off is to rate ourselves like as far as our OCD-ness mm-hmm. of germs like on a scale of 1 to 10 mm-hmm. or 0 to 10 if you completely don't care <laughs> okay and so I don't know go first if, if, if you have an idea of uh, if you can rate uh, yourself yeah well this is kind of a cop-out but I guess I'll give myself a, fi- a 5 <laughs> out of what oh sorry 1 to 10 See? give yourself a 5 out of 10 no yeah. way what? What are you saying? I'd say you're way higher. What makes you say that? I th- you strike me more as a, 
way more cleaner. Than do, you, that. do I do anything that you witness that um, exhibits this? Well, like your OCD about crumbs, right? And so like cleanliness. What's have to do with germs? I don't know, but it all comes. <laughs> I don't know. To me, that's different. Kinda, kinda. But if you're that anal about crumbs, like I'm just mm. assuming that you're that anal about other things. I mean, there is a connection because if you leave the crumbs there, you're gonna have a lot of germs. You'll invite things that eat the crumbs right. that could yeah. carry pathogens, yes. such yes. as rats and rodents. Yes. Yeah. It's a vicious cycle. Exactly. Uh, but I don't. I but you don't. Okay. I don't see that characteristic as the same. Okay. Okay. So you yeah. think you're a five? Why? Um, uh, how so? Like, what are some of your uh, your OCD things? Um, I mean, I, I've you know, as the years go by, I pick up you know ha good habits along the way. But I mean, really, I don't really care that much. I'll just like employ the habit because people say I should. You know, like. Uh, using hand sanitizer, carrying hand sanitizer in my purse. Right. Um, you know, washing my hands after I do number two. You know, that kind of stuff. Right. So I think, yeah, there's like base level stuff, Why right? I like, never used to do that before. <laughs> I did. Something you picked up along the way. <laughs> and I realized Maybe what I said. I should start doing that. Shut huh? up. <laughs> but I think there's a lot of things, little things that I do. Um, that's not the greatest hygiene, you know? Like what? You know, like sucking your thumb or okay. and then wiping it on your shirt, you know, that kind oh, of stuff. Okay. Um, when do you suck your thumb? Not, okay, my finger. Oh, like licking your, like if you had something yeah, tasty. Yeah, for whatever reason. Like Cheeto dust. You would lick the Cheeto dust off oh, of definitely. your fingers. Or Dorito dust. Dorito dust, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Yeah, okay. and, and yeah, um, I'm only religious about um, after I touch my cat because I'm allergic. Okay. I have to be so whenever right. whenever I touch my cat, I'll, I'll go wash my hands. Just the fact that you use hand sanitizer though, that should put you like that should be a benchmark on the whole scale. Like if you use hand sanitizer, you're at least a seven or something like that, don't you think? Hand sanitizer that kind of put because that's that's not basic stuff. But I'm trying to compare say, myself. To any, everyone else. Right, right, right. Especially, well, I guess compare myself to women. That's just, okay, let's just okay. do that, you know. But I'm just saying, like, there's base, like washing your hands, like in the bathroom. That's like basic. Yeah. That's five and below. Yeah. I think hand sanitizer. That's that. Personally, I think that puts you on the the higher side of the scale. Hmm. But okay, it's your rate. It's your rate. So you know, and then you know, I'll like smell my socks, which is not you know that bad actually. <laughs> and not like I'm not like I'm you know mashing it into my nose or anything. I'll right. just smell it. Right. Did you ever do you ever do that? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Right? Just smell check. Yeah. Yeah. Smell everything. Yeah. If if my toe jam was really bad, then I probably wouldn't. But you know, my my feet don't smell all because, that bad. Because your feet smell like roses. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like Chanel number five. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I stand by my five though. All right. All right. Jeez. Um, I think, obviously, uh, I've gone all over the scale, I think, uh, in my progression of life. Okay. I think growing up, I think all of us growing up were a little bit dirtier, right? Oh, so definitely. Think, yeah. 
uh, as a kid, well, I've, I still do have a bad uh, nail biting Me too. thing. Mm -hmm. But it got so bad, I remember when I was a kid, I'd bite my toenails. Have wow, you you're, pretty, you're pretty flexible. Yeah, consider how fat I was. I was yeah. like, I could I bite mean, my toenails. When we're young, we can do pretty much anything. That's true, though. Yeah, yeah. so I'm, I made a way for it to happen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my, my foot up into my mouth. So I'm gonna put these Doritos down so yeah. I can my nails. Doritos and toenails. Mmm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the opposite. You know how they say to put like something uh, bland or something bitter in your nails so that you don't bite them. It's like oh, the complete yeah. opposite. They, they put sell Doritos. Stuff like that. Yeah, put yeah. Doritos. <laughs> uh, no, that's not gonna. Work. Yeah, to yeah. get you to bite it more. Um, so you know, I think biting your toenails is just—it's. Uh, that's it's, pretty bad. It's a level, definitely way worse than fingernails. That puts you in a. I think no matter what, doing that is going to keep me on the bottom half of the scale. So I think that'd be like a three or a four. No, but you don't do that anymore. I don't do it anymore, but I'm talking about my youth, okay? Yeah. Um, but then once, fast forward to when I had my, my first child. Okay. Then for a brief period of time, that first six months or whatever, mm -hmm. I think maybe I went up to a nine. Right. You know. I can see that. Yeah. yeah like I, sterilizing I everything. Can see the logic in that. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. All of that. And then, by the time my second child was born, it's like, like, eh, you know, it's actually pretty hard to kill a baby, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's why they get their shots, right? I mean, <laughs> so. Um, that green stuff on the applesauce for the baby, that's not bad, right? Yeah, it builds character. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I would say now I'm at like a six. Um, I, I do use hand sanitizer, but... It's only the one that you gave me. I gave you one? Yeah, you oh. gave me a hand sanitizer. All right. Um, but I'm if you didn't give that. it to me, I probably wouldn't use it. So I, it's just something that I keep in my bag. Mm. Um, but say like, okay, so I, I MC luau's, right? And we have this thing called Aloha Line, which is at the end of the show, where we're just saying thanks to everybody. And mm -hmm. certain nights are more handsy than others. So... Um, but actually, every night, there's at least a few people that shake my hand. Right. These people are from all over the world. God knows where. Yeah, exactly. And God knows what they've been doing with those hands. Right. So. I mean, they've been eating like a little pig. Right. You know, and then licking their exactly. fingers. Yeah, exactly. Plus, they're a little tipsy from my time, so those hands could have been in some other places. Yeah. Um, so really, after any contact with them, I should be washing my hands, but that's not always the case. Sometimes I will go ahead and eat right afterwards. Um, once I get to my car, if I have the hand sanitizer with me, I'll go ahead and use it. Um, but yeah, not all the time. And then sometimes there's a thing where with some of the other musicians that are a little bit more OCD, they have a, uh, like a limit. Like, okay, um, if it's more than five people, then shake your hand, then definitely go wash your hands. <laughs> not that it's fair game, which is ridiculous. Um, but one OCD thing that I've held on to since having my first child is that uh, I always wash my hands as soon as I get home. Oh. Like no matter what, like that's my first thing. Mm -hmm. So like my daughters will hug me or whatever and I kind of do the, like uh, I'll hug them with my arms but not my hands. You know what I mean? Like not touching them, like oh. And then they ask me to come and check out something that they're doing. I'm like, wait, 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 let me wash my hands first. Like they know like that's something that I... 
I so, need to do now. So how did you get into that habit and why? I mean, it I don't know why, but, right. you know, like, did someone say, oh, you got to do this? I just, um, it, I think it was a band director once who told me, um, he was, a conversation that he had with a doctor. And the doctor was saying, yeah, uh, that he never gets sick. Like, never. Hmm. And he was asking him why. Like, do you think that you know you're just prone to be healthier yeah. and all of that? But what he said is the biggest secret is to just wash your hands. You just always wash your hands, and it does wonders. And they're like, wow. And I really took that to heart for some reason. I thought it was like unlocking the the mystery. Mm. But you know what? Compared to the rest of my family, mm-hmm. like my the healthiest. Yeah. They get sick way more, and I don't. I don't say it's because I wash my hands. I usually just say, "Oh, I'm, I'm too busy. Like, I, just, I, I don't think have it's time." It's all the whiskey. It's probably that probably too. Preserving you <laughs> yeah. really well. I'm just filled with whiskey formaldehyde <laughs> yeah. in my body. But I think washing my hands regularly—it's kind probably. of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I'll say a six though. Wash my Good. Hands. Which I wasn't think I wasn't thinking was so great, but since you were five. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if we do consider all, if we down the line, you know, the crumbs and things like that, I'm I'm kind of messy. So if we put into all of that factor kind of stuff, I think your OCD goes higher and my OCD goes lower. Mm. But we and, have- you know, I mean, and then I take it all in stride. You know, like whatever we do that's not sanitary. I like to think positive and feel that our exposure to all these germs makes us stronger, you know, builds our immunity. Yeah, you know, as far as colds, like I heard this thing in high school and I'm not sure if it's true, I've never looked it up, Mm -hmm. and they say like there's like only a certain number amount of colds like in the world. And while one cold might be seen very similar, I mean they might be similar but it's, they're all different colds and you can have one you have it once and then you don't have it again like once you have that cold you're immune to that cold however there are colds that are very similar so it seems like the same cold Mm. so supposedly there would be this point where you catch every cold known to man and then you wouldn't get sick anymore because you've had all the colds Hmm. you know what I wonder and I don't know if, if everyone else is like me but I, I mean, I rarely get like stomach viruses, you know, like, oh. like diarrhea. Yeah, um, yeah. Rarely, super rarely. The last time I had something like that was had to be more than ten years ago. Mine was about, uh, yeah, I would say eight years ago. Yeah, but I, I hear about other people who tend seem to have more, you know. Yeah, like I get more of the respiratory kind of stuff, you know, like stuffy nose, that kind of stuff, because oh, okay. I have allergies and stuff like that so I think I'm more prone to that kind of stuff yeah but I think it's kind of lucky though because I don't want to have those stomach viruses oh yeah knock on wood yeah (laughs) all right if we could find oh yeah Yeah. I'm pretty sure that wood's fake (laughs) Um, so that kind of leads into our next thing germ myths yeah yeah now how many myths do you have because we don't really bring out a couple okay I have, I have five okay um, not that we will get sued but um, what but just to cover our our bases here 
Where did you get the, uh, like, are you proving these myths wrong? Are you just identifying them or? Yeah, yeah, um, proving them wrong. I get them, got them from uh, the ABC News uh, website. Okay, all right, yeah. They're pretty reputable. Yeah, oh, as long as you cite your sources. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Okay, well, why don't you hit me with your, your first myth there? Okay, um, first one is that uh, can you get infections or illnesses from sitting directly on a public toilet seat? Yeah, that was mine too. That was number one. Okay, go ahead. What do you have on it? So that is a myth. Right. That is a myth. You cannot. Um, but I think it's just a psychological thing. I mean, you know. Because you think it's of your ass, ass cheeks on. Yeah. Yeah, it's your ass. Right. Uh, but when you think about it, it's just skin. And that your cheeks don't really come in contact with a whole lot of, I mean. There's not crap that comes maybe, out of your, your ass cheeks. Exactly. Right. Unless, unless you like smear it all over. Or right, like that. right. Who does, who does that? Right. Um, and then the interesting thing is, you know how some toilet seats are open in the front and it comes out and yeah. there's like a gap? Right. Um, not all seats are like that, but um, that seems to be because at one time there was a scare of for syphilis. You can get, people thought you can get syphilis from the toilet seat. So they created the um, seats so that it's open in the front so that you don't come in contact with that area. Oh, okay. Isn't that interesting? More for guys, though, right? I guess so, but I guess if if you if women sit really, you know, you know front wise, I, I you don't know what I thought that that uh, space, that gap in the toilet seat was for, in case uh, guys are peeing and they don't want to lift the seat up. So they just sit. You mean? No, 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 no. What? Like, like say, like uh, you know, the whole thing about men lifting the seat, right, to yeah. pee. But like if if the if the seat has that gap, and if your aim is is pretty good, then you don't need to lift the seat, and you're just peeing. Because if you drip straight down, you'll hit the bowl. I mean the yeah. um, the rim of the bowl. You mean right? And not so, the seat. Yeah. So your drip won't hit the seat. Oh. And possibly not even the the, the lip of the bowl if you're skilled enough. Right. Right. But less chance of like getting it on the seat. I guess that's an added bonus. <laughs> well, that's what I thought that, that gap was for. Well, I thought it had many uses, but I thought maybe that's one of the reasons why it's there. Um, also, my, uh, my myth busts here are from uh, prevention.com. Good. What they say is uh, the seat is often one of the cleanest things on the toilet. So yeah, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. um, what they say here is you should be much more concerned about what happens to your hands when you're using a public toilet mm -hmm. than what happens to your butt. Yeah. Yeah. So like the, um, the flusher, you know, the flushing mm -hmm. lever, stuff like that. You're far more likely to pick up germs from the toilet handle or the bathroom doorknob and transport them to your nose or mouth. Yeah. Yeah. So be sure to wash your hands. Use the paper towel to grab the doorknob on the way out, which I kind of hate. I don't yeah. always do that. And... Yeah. Um, in my head, I, I judge people that do that. <laughs> so look, we're all, we're all grabbing it. Like, come on. Yeah. There's got to be a way around it. There's got to be. Well, I guess there is. I mean, eventually, there's the more and more bathrooms are doing the automated door. I guess. 
Nah, not really. Not really. Swinging door, just an open door. They're doing more corridors, so you so you don't see directly into the bathroom, and then that way it'll just be no oh, door. Oh yeah, that's true. That's the that's the right. best way to do it. Right, like like airports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So mm. eventually, that's what they should do. Or they'll make bathrooms. doors that you can just molecular um, wise, you can just walk through. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another myth. Uh, the blowing air from the from a hand dryer. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, okay, so it okay, is. What's a, the myth? It's or a what myth. is the belief? Oh, that the blowing air from the hand dryer is, is um, in a public restroom spreads germs. Oh yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of people because that's a new one actually because especially yeah. with the, the the new Dyson powered. Once it's that, that jet stream of air, you were saying, no, don't do that. You're just blowing feces all over the place. Yeah, yeah. So it's a myth. Okay. It's a myth. Um, uh, because studies have been made. They tested the, the air around the, you know, the things. And they didn't come up with anything, you know, any kind of evidence that shows that it's really germy. Ah. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a myth that, uh, that I need to take to heart because I... There's a piece of me that still believes in this. Is that hot water cleans best? Certain things, though. This is a myth. Cool water washes away the same amount of bacteria as hot water, according to a recent study. People. Oh, well, I'm thinking about like dishes. So that's different. Well, you're talking about breakdown of material. Yeah, like oils. Right, yeah, right. But yeah. as Please. far as germs, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the faucet water. Let's see. We're talking about. They're talking about this study here. Um, anything else that you see? So some things that you wash, like washing machine-wise. So if you put them in, in hot water, maybe you want to break down the oils in those, like say towels. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. like if you have a stain and it's caked on there, right. then okay. you're using the hot water to to break it down. Yeah. But if you're just using the hot water because you worked out in these clothes or whatever, and you're thinking, oh, uh, the hot water mm-hmm. would be better for the butt sweat or something to get it out mm-hmm. of my my shorts. So probably something better is um, to put some vinegar in it or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but as far as water, yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay. Water temperature. Uh, what's your next myth? Uh, antibacterial soap. Does it keep Ooh. your hands cleaner than regular soap? What do you think? I guess that's a myth, huh? It's, it is a myth. Wow, the dial anti- antibacterial soap. Someone needs to tell my mom. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, um... There's a study or something that they oh, did. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow, okay. Here's one that you probably heard growing up. Being in cold makes you... Oh, being in cold weather makes you ill. Right. Not directly. Right. No, the drop in temperature doesn't make us sick, but it's the way germs react to it. That's the way that that might uh, affect. Affected by temperature. <laughs> okay. It's the uh, yeah. It's a drop in temperature, but not. It's not. I'm out in cold weather, therefore I get sick. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, cold weather also keeps us inside where we're coming. Uh, let's see. Sorry, I didn't really read any of this. Cold weather also keeps us inside Mm -hmm. where we come into close contact with sneezing, coughing, infectious people. Other people, yeah. 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 
So, so we go into malls, we go into like say, um, theaters. Yeah, more common spaces. Yeah. So that's also why you get sick uh, when it's cold. So the key is to just sit outside on a stump. Yeah. By yourself. In the snow. Yeah. Naked. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Better for you. Yeah. Uh, you have another myth? Um. Okay. This is good because I like to cook. Does anyone like to cook out there? Hello? Hello? Not a one. <laughs> I like to cook. Anyway, plastic cutting boards are more sanitary than wooden ones. <gasps> I totally heard that. I believe that. No? That is a fact. Oh, okay. Whew. Myth busted. Okay. Uh, if the board is handled right. So, um, let's see. Because in wood, there's, it's like organic, right? Therefore, things can live in the, the it's the, the cuts of the wood, right? Like, like if you're cutting um, all the grooves. It's just sort of a, well, for one thing, you have, you should keep your cutting board separate. One cutting board for your meat, uh-huh. one for everything else. Oh, okay. Uh, on the whole, uh, plastic is easier to clean. You can bleach it at the sink, just put it in the dishwasher. Okay. Um, but I guess, um, yeah, so comparatively, plastic is, is better. All right, mm-hmm. okay. Um, I'll do one more. Um, let's see. I've never really practiced this, or maybe some people believe it, though. An antibiotic will kill the germs that are causing your cold. That is false. No such luck. Most colds are caused by viruses, and viruses don't respond to antibiotics. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah. Um, when I first started, um, well, actually, but you know, when I first started dating my husband and we got married, he had this um, his uh, personal care provider, his doctor, his regular doctor. Yeah. Uh, he's been going to you know for years, right? And I noticed every time he got sick, his doctor would prescribe antibiotics. And I knew by then oh, okay, yeah. that it was bad. Right, that that right. was not the good, not a good practice. And so I would harp on him, right. you know, all the time. And then, but then, you know, my husband was loyal to his doctor. So right. we'd have these arguments. <laughs> Can you explain why it's, it's not a good practice to do antibiotics when you don't need them? Because uh, when you don't need them and you keep getting them, you develop, um, well, when you really need them, then they're not going to work as good. Yeah. Yeah. You develop a resistance to the antibodies. Yeah. So eventually, um, for other reasons too, he uh, became this, this, um, what do you call that? Disappointed with his doctor and left him. Ah. So, yeah. So now he has a different doctor who uh, prescribes antibiotics correctly. Okay. See, so you don't feel so bad about making a a big deal, making a stink, if you will? No, because I'm always right. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't know Jamie, that's very true. Uh, You got another myth? Okay, my last one. Okay. A dog's mouth is cleaner than a person's mouth. Ooh, so true. It is a myth. Ah. Um, because, of course, you know, when you... Doesn't depend on the dog? Not really. <laughs> but when you think about where your dog is licking all day. True. Their ass, their paws, um, who knows what else. 
you right. know, a shit pile. Who knows? Yeah. yeah, yeah? yeah. Um, but uh, let's see. I used to do this trick, by the way. Um, <laughs> probably something else that puts me lower in the scale. Uh, with my pet dogs, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> do this weird trick. It's like a, I don't know, just trying to seem cool right in front of my friends or whatever. Like, hey, look at this. I'll put the, the dog's snout, like, into my mouth. Ew. <laughs> Oh, that was pretty funny. <laughs> and with, with the, um, when you do that, would, would the dog lick the inside of your mouth? No, because it's, it's in my mouth. It's, too, it's like a muzzle, right? Their, their snout is like too, oh, okay. too confined to oh, open. That's disgusting. <laughs> it's pretty disgusting. Yeah. <sighs> Such a weird kid. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I can, you know, boys would be boys. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see think, if I can put that in my hmm, mouth. The, dog, the dog's snout is, is pretty small. I can fit it in yeah, my mouth. Yeah, I can fit it in my mouth. Let me try. Yeah. That, you know, and then just based on the reactions of those first people that watch, like, oh my God. Like, huh. Yeah. I couldn't get a reaction. Yeah, exactly. Attention, here I come. Yes. <laughs> Never, I didn't think about that until you brought <laughs> dog mouth thing. All right. Never let your your daughters listen to this episode. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's move on to the the germiest thing we've ever caught. Okay. Um. I guess. Well. Because you're a six on your OCD <laughs> scale, you have contracted. Uh, I think I think I was in fourth grade, maybe. I think, because uh, it's kind of fuzzy, um, I got mononucleosis. Which and is uh, just mono, right? Mono, call. Yeah. yeah. Also called the kissing virus or disease yeah. or whatever. Did you make out with anyone? At f <laughs> fourth grade, no. <laughs> so, you know, it's just a diagnosis. Who knows if I actually had it? Okay. You know, um, and... Back then, who knows how good the tests were? I don't even know if, if we're, there was a test. What were your symptoms? Oh, like a really bad cold, sore throat, fever, that kind of stuff. What else about mono? Like, do you just. I heard uh, you're like lethargic, right? Or is that mumps? They get tired too. Tired, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Like a really bad cold. Oh, okay. Um, and so you contract. Um, I mean, they say mono is not as not not quite as contagious as it initially was made out to be, but it is contagious uh -huh. uh, through saliva, bodily fluids. Sure, like a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I, yeah, I was away from school for a long time, and I think that's the time because I they thought I had it, or was that the other time? Did you have to come to school in a bubble? No, there was one time when I was very sick, and so when I returned to school, I had to return for half a day for a couple of days. So it was oh, that Oh, just bad. doing half days. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, but I've, I've had, like, um, another other instances where, where I had, like, walking pneumonia. Um, 
I one time they thought I had hepatitis, but I didn't. Mm. Anyway, that was fun. How do you think you got it? No idea. All right, germs. There you go. Mm -hmm. um, when I was in the fifth grade, uh, I got a ringworm. Um, again, wasn't officially diagnosed. It was just based on the rash that I had. Are you pretty sure you had it though? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Like when I look at like it's today when I was the dogs and snow in your damn mouth. <laughs> no, it couldn't have been that. Probably uh, <laughs> between that and chewing my toenails. Oh yeah. Hmm, I don't know. <laughs> but um, sleeping with the sheep. And it wasn't like a you know when I say rash, it's not like a breakout like a lot of different. Uh, splotches. Okay. It was just this one. It, it almost started off like a mosquito bite type of thing, mm -hmm. and then scratch it and stuff. And then um, it got flat and then just round. And along the the outer edges, there's like a ridge, you know, like a crater. Yeah. Yeah. It was really trippy. It was like on my wrist. That would freak me on out. On my forearm. On the inside of my forearm. And how old were you? Fifth grade. Mm. Yeah. It was a trip. I think. I think. Um, during school, I would put a bandage on it. How long did it last? Uh, a month? I don't know. It was like a long time, though. And it was never diagnosed? No. You never went to the doctor? No, no, no. I would just, like... Why not? I would just keep cleaning it. Did your mom know about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was the one that told me it was ringworm. Oh, okay. So she was fine with it. She... There must be a treatment, though, right? Uh, we used hydrogen peroxide. Okay. Yeah. That's supposed to work? Yeah. Okay. Like you, I poured it on and then it just fizzed. Yeah. It's nuts. It just, yeah. I've been starting to uh, do research on the things that you, you know, your parents used to keep in the medicine cabinet. Yeah. And, and you know, what is it good with, for? What are the myths? Right. Because I'm going to do a presentation. Oh, on, okay. Like a wellness. For, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it uh, hydrogen peroxide fizzes when it comes into contact with bacteria. Um, bacterial things. Yeah. yeah. So I would just keep pouring it on until it stopped fizzing, and then huh. I'll do the same thing the next night, and it slowly got smaller. For a month? That's a long time. I, I mean, I'm just guessing, but it did. It felt like forever. Yeah. When you're fifth grade, I mean, nothing's feel like forever. Because you know, like I, um, I've always been a big reader, and I, I and I'm uh, also a big reader of animal books. Okay. Animal fiction. So. Animal fiction. Animal fiction. Um, so, when you say ringworm, I remember like reading about like say little Jimmy and you know he likes to sleep with his pet cow in the barn and that kind of stuff, that kind of habits, yeah, gives you ringworm a lot. True. Um, they say infection may affect the skin, scalp, feet, groin, beard, other areas. It's spread by skin to skin contact or by touching an infected animal. Ah. Or that object. Right. Yeah, that was you're right. right. See how much you learn when you read. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's no actual worm. It's because of the, the shape of the that rash. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's uh, caused by a fungus. Um, but yeah, it's typically scaly, red and itchy, and uh, yeah, antifungal medications. That's the way to get rid of it. Oh. Yeah. But that's what I caught. I got nice and germy. Congrats. Thanks, thanks. Still alive. <laughs> Very much alive. <laughs> uh, do you have any others that you wanted to share? Chicken pox. Uh, Does that count? 
I don't know. Remember, like when we were talking about it's this yesterday, I, I said, "Oh, ukus or lice." Parasite. Parasite. Yeah. I don't know. That's maybe something not directly. No. But uh, something that we all get. Lice. Yeah, that's the thing. Our topic is germs, but see, it's not like infectious stuff. Sure. Because infectious stuff kind of. Yeah. Uh, widens the, the scope a exactly. lot, so you, yeah. you, you gotta just kind of keep it contained in germs. <laughs> okay, so l now let's move on then to um, our favorite germ movies, because of course we gotta swing it back to pop culture somehow. Always. Always. Um, favorite germ film? Why don't you go first? Ooh, glad you asked. <laughs> Thanks to Netflix, The Aviator. It's a 2004 American oh. epic biographical drama film directed by Martin Scorsese. Yep. Yeah, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. He played Howard Hughes. And you might be thinking, <clears throat> what does that have to do with that? Well, Howard Hughes had a severe obsessive compulsive disorder. So much that it was just fascinating. Like, I mean, yeah, you feel bad for him, but... And, and really think about what qualifies as OCD. And I know we've been kind of joking about it earlier, but OCD, it gets to that point, it, it's considered OCD, I think, when it affects your quality of life. Mm -hmm. When yeah. it gets in the way of things in your life, right? Yeah. That's when it's becoming, because I have to do this, I can't normally do this. It kind of, in, in a way, paralyzes the person from accomplishing, you know, life. Yeah. From living life. Yeah, it's more than just social. It's like yeah, uh, yeah, whole, whole bunch of stuff. Imagine what he could have done if, you know, medicine was, had evolved to the point where they could treat, diagnose, and treat. I know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Could have made a decent war film. Yeah. <laughs> or just a plane technology. Oh yeah. 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 Flying cars, maybe. Something. Something. He'd be like. Uh, Flying theaters. Flying Phoenix boxes. <laughs> he'd, be like, he'd be like a more Elon Musk than Elon Musk. Exactly. How about that? More musky than Elon. <laughs> okay. Okay. What's your favorite germ movie? Okay, so uh, I have three actually. I knew you would. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Outbreak, 1995. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I enjoyed that one. That was one of the first more modern disease um, movies. That's yeah. when, you know, when everyone was like... movie that we're yeah, all like, paranoid. Like it all starts from a monkey. Yeah. 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 Dustin Hoffman, Rene Russo, Morgan Freeman, and some other people. Yeah. If that didn't freak you out that back then, I don't know what would have... Well, it's because, you know, like, I think uh, it's the whole origin of AIDS, you know, that kind of started that discussion in pop culture. So. You know, like when they started speculating where AIDS came from. They're like, oh yeah, mm -hmm. probably from a monkey. Like, mm -hmm. What else started from a monkey? <gasps> oh, there's other stuff. <gasps> oh, it can kill us all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there was a monkey. There was a monkey. Uh, was it Capuchin monkey? I, I think don't know. It wasn't... Uh, it was one of those small monkeys. It wasn't Jacques the monkey. <laughs> With Nikima. Okay. Anyway. <clears throat> you have another one? I don't. <gasps> okay. My other one is... <laughs> Philadelphia, talking about AIDS. Oh, ah, I didn't, I didn't see that one. But I saw that Saturday Night Live sketch where they made action figures based on Philadelphia. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Because they're emulating like a, you know, like a GI Joe action figure commercial. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to court. 
Dang, dang. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. That's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. Uh, yeah, that was 1993. Tom Hanks, Denzel, and um, a very early appearance of Antonio Banderas in a small role. What? Really? Oh. Yeah. And I, I, I um, think in a interview, Antonio said he barely knew any English. So. <laughs> oh, see that. That's why I think I like earlier. All the early Antonio Banderas. Stuff. A lot of stuff he did was just phonetic. Yeah. You know. Yeah, like his English is really bad. He just yeah. tries so hard. Yeah. When he started getting good, like, <laughs> no, like in Assassins, like um, he's pretty bad in Assassins. I love it. I don't know. I didn't see that. Oh, your husband saw it. <laughs> Probably. But Stallone is in it. I know. Okay, my third one is Ben Hur, uh, 1959. Ben Hur. Charlton Heston. Leprosy, okay. that's why. Oh, leprosy, okay. Because yeah, his mom and his uh, sister like con- <laughs> contracted. <laughs> that's another parasite. Yeah. But actually, no. no. We should look insect movies. Insect movies, yeah, let's write that down. Or critter, critter movies. Critter movies. Critter movies. Yeah, because that way we can in- include Birds. critters. Yeah. Critter. I think critters went the way of tremors, where it's like just, they're still making sequels now, just nobody knows about them. Yeah, it could like, be. They're on Critter 17 right now. I don't know if Tremors would be... would apply there. Don't you say anything bad about Tremors. <laughs> right? Let me take it personal. We already, we already hit <laughs> Tremors anyway, so you should be satisfied. <laughs> I should be, huh? Should I be. should be, but I'm not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that's mine. That's, okay. That's very good, very good. Um, <laughs> I still have... I didn't, for some reason, I still have favorite time travel film. What do you, it's <laughs> still in oh, my show notes. You're cut and paste there. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, favorite germ song. Yeah. Uh, what do you have? You want me to go first? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, Disturbed. Down with the sickness. Never heard of it. Yeah? Of course. Uh, perhaps, so, so these are some winning lines from the chorus. Okay. Maybe, uh, get up. Come on, get down with the sickness. <laughs> okay. No? How about this line? Get up, come on down with the sickness. <coughs> Brilliant. Get That's up, come on, get down with the sickness. Genius. Yeah. Genius lyrics. <laughs> A five-year-old could do that. <laughs> what is it called? Disturbed. Uh, the band is called Disturbed. Oh. Down with the sickness is the <laughs> okay. name of the song. Yeah. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay, so mine is, um, I touched myself by the divinals. <laughs> you know how it goes, it goes like, um, uh, I washed my hands for at least 20 seconds, and then I touched myself. <laughs> no, that's not how it goes, but it should be. Because you should <laughs> not wash with your hands <laughs> before you touch yourself. Not with sanitizer, <laughs> I touched myself. Ooh, it burns. I got it from, Bath and Body Works. <laughs> that song got popular again with uh, Austin Powers. Did it? Yeah. Was it in the soundtrack? Uh, I'm not sure, but Austin Powers dances to that, and that's how he overheats all the fembots. Oh, okay, maybe. All right. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, just saying, yeah. just saying. All right. Uh, any other songs? No. Nope. Okay. All right. So that wraps it up with germs. We're gonna use some 
hand sanitizer and <laughs> wash that topic off. But it actually relates, of course, to this next segment. By the way, hand sanitizer, my daughter came up with a, with a brilliant term that encapsulates both of those, hanitizer. Oh. <laughs> so that's why I almost said that earlier, like hanitizer, hand sanitizer. Good. Why not shorten a term, right? Exactly. Less words, I'm all for we it. We all do it anyway. <laughs> but anyway, it's time for Talent or No Talent. Up on the chopping block this week for Talent or No Talent, uh, because he's a germaphobe, mm -hmm. he deals with OCD as well. Not deals, lives with OCD. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Howie Mandel. Uh, he's actually spoken publicly about having his obsessive uh, compulsive disorder and uh, it can take many forms. Uh, his anxiety affects him to the point that he does not shake hands with everyone or with anyone I should say, uh, including enthusiastic contestants on his game shows unless he's wearing latex gloves. In instead of shaking contestants hands uh, He'll often just opt for the fist bump or put his hands on the contestants' shoulders or give an occasional hug. Um, he takes medicine to control his condition and even pokes fun at himself for it. He revealed on the Howard Stern Show back in 2006 that uh, his shaved head is not related to natural hair loss but to OCD. He stated the lack of hair makes him feel cleaner. Especially his hair. Because you remember what his hair looked like? Kind of fro-like? Kind of wiry, yeah. Mm -hmm. It was kind of crazy, like it would just catch a bunch of stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the backyard of his house is a second smaller house which he had built especially to live in solitude when a family member is sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's, that, that's why he re relates to this episode. As far as talent, well... Let's talk about maybe some of his accolades or what he is, what he does. Uh, Howie Mandel is 62 years old, a Canadian, oh. a comedian, actor, television host. He's known as the host of the NBC game show Deal or No Deal, as well as the show's daytime and Canadian English counterparts. In 87, Mandel starred alongside Amy Steele in the comedy film Walk Like a Man. Have you seen that? No. No. Uh, before his career as a game show host, Mandel was known, best known for his role as the rowdy ER intern, Dr. Wayne Fiscus, on the, on the NBC medical drama. Do you know? Uh, ER? St. Elsewhere. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Sure. But for some reason I didn't. Yeah. Uh, he is also well known for being the creator and star of the children's cartoon. Bobby. Bobby's World. Yes, as well as a judge on NBC's America's Got Talent. Yeah, there you go. So that's why it's kind of uh, ironic that we're putting him up on this uh, chopping block of talent or no talent because he himself is a judge and he judges people <laughs> on whether or not their talent is uh, worthy. Yeah. Right? So let's start this discussion here. Now, are you a fan of Howie Mandel? Not at all. Not at all. See, um, I, I knew of him of, of, as a comedian because yeah. my family members would watch. Uh, what was it Howie and Maui? Was that, that? A like an HBO special that he had in the eighties? I just remember them laughing so hard. Really. And 
I was like, well, he must be funny, I guess, you know. Mm. However, I didn't really get it. And, Because okay. uh, he's weird. He's an odd guy. His, his humor is weird. Well, he was, I think he blazed away for like Carrot Top and prop comedians. Did he? Oh. With the glove. He, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The glove on his head. And he would inflate it with his nose. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> Why don't we, uh, let's put that on our show notes. In case you want to see some, some comedy magic there. So that's like the first, uh, I, I would, well, maybe not the first prop comedian, but uh, that's one of the biggest uh, props. Rubber yeah, rubber glove, head, inflating, Tony Mandel. But really, um, I guess maybe if I had to be a fan, if I had to be a fan of Howie Mandel. You either are or are not. I don't know. I mean, I, when I talk about some of his things as far as is he talented, maybe I'll get into it. But um, I would say growing up, because I didn't really get his humor mm-hmm. um, that my family members were watching, uh, Bobby's World, that's what kind of, that was the heyday of my cartoon era, you right. know. Um, at that, at that was a time where comedians were getting, you know, like how Seinfeld got his, like comedians were getting their own sitcoms. This was an era where comedians were getting their own cartoons. It's kind of a weird because cartoons had blown up from this whole Saturday morning cartoon it thing. It became not just a kids thing. And it became an also an afternoon thing. So there's a lot of opportunities for you to get and eventually cartoons. Eventually, prime time. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think eventually in the '90s it all came crumbling down. <laughs> But uh, like MC Hammer, his cartoon was horrible. Um, Louis Anderson had his own cartoon. That was pretty yeah, good, actually. I enjoyed that. that. Yeah. And so Bobby's World, that's where Howie had his own thing. And people were really uh, in love with the voice, I think, yeah. of Bobby. Yeah. And eventually that took over, where that kind of became his shtick, like, uh, on stage. I think maybe he always did it. I'm not really sure if he did that, yeah. then it became the cartoon. But once the cartoon took off, then I think uh, on stage he'd do that a lot more. Yeah. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know either. But is he talented? Should we? I, I mean, you could, you could argue that, you know, look at all he's done, look at all he's accomplished. Yeah, he definitely has an entertainment career, for sure. Exactly. He stayed relevant through the years, which yeah. is... is yeah. Uh, so can you be no not talented feet. and accomplish all that? I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess not. Uh, I just don't like him. <laughs> what I would like to do is break it up because okay. he's a man of several, well, many he has talents. His hat I don't know. Yeah, pots. a lot of hats. So as a comedian, I'm going to say mm, no. Otherwise, maybe he would still be doing it, right? No? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, after the first time you see the rubber glove thing, it gets old. It gets old. Yeah. And the Bobby voice. That gets old. It's just a voice. It's just a voice. Yeah. Um, as a voiceover actor, uh, he's done some other stuff. That's not coming to me right now. But uh, I would say, as a voiceover actor, even for Bobby's World alone, mm-hmm. um, I would say he's he's uh, talented for the way that it took off, like it did. I'm on the fence on that. Okay. How about as a game show host? I don't even care. (laughs) (laughs) 
doesn't really matter. I, I think mean, as a TV they, personality, all you have to do is be able to speak and you know. Mm. I think there's a chemistry um, between him and people that he just meets. You know, I think he does that well. You know, with a contestant, he can instantly build a rapport. I mean, think about it. Okay, think but about this. But everyone can do that. But he has OCD. He won't shake your hand. How much of that is like that's like a basic thing of hi, how do you do? You know, like that. So for him to eliminate that from an interaction with someone, yet still build such a rapport that people want to see him on multiple game shows and hosts right. and, and judge, I think that says a lot. How about that? I just thought of that right now. I am pretty proud of myself. Just, just a, a personality that lends itself to being a good game show host and all that. Then, right? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. But any anyone can do that. Not anyone. Don't like, say like that. Say, let's take the you know the best teacher in whatever school. They'll they'll be able to do that. You know. Uh, the public speaking part. That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah, but uh, I think. I don't know. I can't agree with that. I can't. I will have an opposite taste with you on that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's hard for me to rate talent as, as far as game show hosts. I don't know. I think you know? because I'm a professional MC, I, I look a, li a little bit deeper into that. Right. And uh, I see... Because there's a lot of effort that I goes feel into that it. There's a lot of There's a lot of skill, skill sets yeah, right. that are in there, yeah. Right. Um, well, we didn't, we're not calling this skill or no skill. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Okay. Well, okay, I'm, I'm going to take the average here because I said no for comedian, yes for voice actor, yes as game show host. That's two yeses and a no. So one yes cancels out the no. I'm left with a yes. I'm going to say yes. Whew. How's sure. my math? I'm, I'm pretty much going to say no. All right. So there we go. Howie Mendel, everybody. Yeah. Very good. All right. Moving on to our next. I'm flipping over pages. I'm like, why well, try to be sneaky about it at this no, point? No, you are. You're flipping. Flipping hard. All right. On to our snack review. This week for the snack review, again, we have a snack from the land of the Rising Sun, Japan, ladies and gentlemen. Is it bad? Did it go it's bad? Melted. Oh, yeah. As long as there's. <laughs> What is melted? Well, we're talking about Oreo Nabisco Kyo Matcha. Okay, if they are melted, which it looks like they are, I think they were melted before they were given to me. So it's not your fault? It's not my fault is what I'm trying to say. Because, think about it, like, since they've been given to me, they've been in our office the whole time. <laughs> this is bad. Did you get a picture of this? I will. It's really bad. Um, yeah, it had to be melted beforehand because it's been in air conditioning for the past two years. Yeah. But it's been at my Oh, test. my God. That's just not good. <laughs> I'm sure it still tastes great. Anyway, Oreo Nabisco Kyo Matcha. Um, if you're trying to imagine what these look like, imagine, I guess, uh, if Oreo made their own Twix. It'd kind of be like that. It's a rectangle uh, cookie with a filling on top of that, and then on top of that, chocolate. So it's that two layer, and then, so it's cookie, filling, and then it's all covered by chocolate, much like how a Twix is. 
So that's the way I, I equate it. Would you agree? Sure. Thank you. And um, these, these are actually um, categorized. It's hard to always get info on these because it's all in Japanese, but um, I did some digging. So it's an Oreo mini bar. That's what they call these. Only made in Japan. Other flavors that you can find these mini bars in, orange chocolate, bitter chocolate, amau strawberry, and you're going to like this one, macadamia nut. Oh. The most lavish of the nuts. Lavish. <laughs> lavish. I like that word. Yeah. Um, Kyomacha itself, uh, that originates from the hills of uh, Uji, Kyoto, birthplace of Japanese tea. So, uh, <laughs> so these are melted. They looks like uh, looks like they should be twice I mean, as long. Melted and then formed again. Yeah, know? formed again. Because so. they were put in a, uh, air conditioning. So now they're like one inch bites. I, I'm assuming they were at least an inch and a half to two inches long previously. Know. But who really knows, right? In this crazy world, <laughs> maybe not. They're definitely not rectangles anymore. Uh, they're more like parallelograms. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on these? I'll they look go ahead like and like pulverized caterpillars, <laughs> brown need... caterpillars. They look like turds. Yeah, kind of. Let me smell it. Ooh. It smells good though. It smells like this type because this is milk chocolate, right? Mm -hmm. um, it reminds me of uh, I get flashbacks, right? You know, like how like when you smell, it's a, a stimulus to to memories and things. So when I smell this milk chocolate, I get a flashback of Easter getting that gigantic bunny, you know, with the candy eyes and everything, mm -hmm. you're biting into the, mm -hmm. into the, the ears, mm -hmm. those hollow chocolate bunnies. Okay. Now uh, you're making crumbs. <laughs> ask me if I care, Jamie. Ask me, if, no, there's like, it's I all care. crumbs. It's all crumbs here. So anyway, um, just what do you think this is going to taste like as far as like texture and is, um, are you expecting a lot of that matcha flavor? I'm hoping it's just subtle. Yeah. Okay. And if it is subtle, is it because these are super old and they've been melted? Yeah, and who so knows? maybe the chocolate compromised the layer that was hidden we underneath? Didn't look, we don't quite look at the expiration date either. Yeah, mostly because we can't read it? No. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's just go ahead and solve just, this mystery. Yeah. yeah. Cheers. Let's just do it. It's so crumbly. Mm -hmm. It's crumbly and it, mm. I think um, just the fact that it's matcha flavored and crumbly, it makes it taste super old, older than it should. How strange. It got better as it went though. I think because it mixed with our saliva. Is that what it was? Yeah, initially it was really strange and yeah. kind of not pleasant. Yeah. I wonder what it's like normally, though. It, de <laughs> it definitely wouldn't be as crumbly, right? You think? You wouldn't think so, right? Yeah. From the from the wrapper. It looks very moist. It looks like it looks like a slice of wasabi on top of a yeah a little cake, and then you drizzle chocolate over it. That's what it looks like on the box. But I can't imagine that the taste is so um, changed because just because it's old. 
Right? I mean, it's Oreos, for God's sakes. True. Shelf life of a million years. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, I was surprised at the level of matcha intensity. Yeah. Um, yeah, see, that, that was, it wasn't as subtle as I, as I liked it to be. Yeah. So... Do you like this better than... Because we had Oreos two episodes ago. Yeah. We had like that... Is that pink strawberry. cream? Yeah, that's strawberry. Oh, that was better. That was better that's than this? Better. Yeah. yeah. Um, Probably way fresher too, I don't know. I don't, who knows? Jury's yeah, out yeah, on that. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Uh, well, these are kind of like, they resemble Twix. Do you like Twix better than these? Yeah. Yeah? Twix do, is good. Do they still make the peanut butter Twix? I don't know. Because I'm not a big caramel fan, so I didn't like the original Twix. The peanut butter Twix, I was like on board with that. I was like, I want it all. I think you like peanut butter more than I do. Yeah. You, you're probably right on that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, geez, I don't know what, I don't know what uh, I would take this over. I don't think I would. No. I'm not big on tea, that's why, so. Me neither. I mean, I'll drink tea, but not any other way, Right. basically. Okay, yeah. let's, uh, just, okay, we're gonna compare it to something, to other matcha flavor products. I think the top dog is, uh, do we have something? Matcha flavored last week? Last week? I mean, last episode. Uh, I felt like oh. Right? No. The matcha. Didn't we have Kit Kat? Grape. We have grape. Oh, Kyo, Kyo Grape or something. Mm. Oh. It's not matcha. Okay. But we talked about matcha. Oh, because Kit Kats. It was a Kit Kat last episode. Yeah. So we're talking about how Kit Kat, the green tea Kit Kat. I think Kat we always talk about matcha Kit Kat. Yeah, because that's like that was like the first weird snack I think sort of that our, became our available. Base, our base, our base Japan Kit Kat. Yeah, um, I'll take the matcha Kit Kats over this for sure. <laughs> yeah, but I I just think we we weren't able to give it a fair shake. True. Yeah, you're right on that. You know. Yeah, because we we tried to salvage these. We we don't know what you know this type of Oreo in its pristine condition True. would be like. Okay, would you take a wasabi, not wasabi, the green tea, the matcha Kit Kat, but it's been melted and reformed. Yeah. <laughs> to the point where it looks like a, a lollipop maybe. And, because um, you know, like a stick, like wafer stick mm. and then just a blob at one end. Yeah, yeah, Would you yeah, eat yeah. that like over these very old Oreo? As long as the, uh, the, um, Wafer in the Kit Kat is still really good. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think in that case the the Kit Kat has more of a chance with the wafer keeping the uh, integrity of the snack. Yeah. This was yeah. rough. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, Unfortunate, but whoever gave us this, thank you. Thanks. Uh, not your fault. Uh, a little your fault. <laughs> When you say not your fault, you're talking to me or you're talking to the person? The person. No, yeah, no, it's their fault. I just want to be nice. Yeah. But the intent was there, the, the you know. Yeah, no, people. The sentiment was there. No, yeah, interest is picking right up place. where people want to give us snacks and we don't want to. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. We don't want to discourage anyone. And, you know, the fact that it's melted and reformed, you know, that just makes it more interesting. Maybe gave us something to talk about. Yep. 
I will give these Oreo Nabisco Kyo Matcha mini bars. I will give it three out of six wannabe Twix bars. Yeah, um, I'll give it, um, I gotta say, two out of ten. <laughs> Ouch. Two out of ten um, tea leaves. <laughs> All right. When you say tea leaves, you mean like the the Hawaiian tea leaf no. or like the, no. the, the tea, tea tea leaf T E A leaves? Okay, got it. Just making sure. Okay. Uh, five more episodes of the second season of the podcast. We're like halfway through it. Crazy, huh? Wow. Yeah. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe uh, to the Opposite Tastes podcast or on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember that that's plural. Opposite Tastes. Connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash opposite tastes podcast. Thank you so much. And uh, oh, yeah, also to uh, Mahalo to the Buns podcast. We don't thank them enough. Yeah, thanks, Buns. Yeah, Buns is at the, that's the first thing you hear when you listen. Bun, but, uh, bun, but we don't hear it. So, you know, consider that. <laughs> <laughs> Mahalo, Buns. Um, but again, thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Uh, peace out. So long.